World Junior pre-tournament game at Rogers Place in the third period. Canada leading Sweden 4-1. Tournament starts for real tomorrow. And baseball tonight. Blue Jays trailing the Orioles 5-2. That game going into the bottom of the sixth. All right. Uh, pretty amazing story here from the Halinka Gretzky Cup. Last week in Red Deer, Canada won the gold, and uh, the number one goaltender for Canada, nearly unbeatable. Here are the stats. Four wins, zero losses, a .5 goals against average, half a goal, and a nine seventy six save percentage. And the gentleman who compiled those stats joins us now on Inside Sports, Scott Ratzlaff, checking in. Scott, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's nice to talk to you. Uh, I, I'm guessing you're probably a humble kid like most hockey players are, but when you hear those stats, do you feel pretty proud? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a great accomplishment, and especially at the uh, world stage with all these high-level players. It's definitely uh, something that you dream about since you're a little kid. So to have that opportunity and to kind of perform at that stage, it's definitely uh, an honor. Tell us about the lead-up to the tournament. Can you kind of tell me about getting picked, you know, that moment you found out you were going to be on this team? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we started on the uh, 20th. We went to Calgary, and, you know, there was that select 44. There's four goalies that came, and we originally had the uh, tryout, and then we played against the uh, U-20s, the next year's World Junior teams. And after that, they kind of called us into the office with all the management and you know I came in nervous but they all stood up and shook my hand and told me congratulations you're on the team so it was definitely like uh you know it's surreal like you walk in you're nervous and then you see all those guys smiling and shaking your hand so you kind of start to relax and realize you know you're on the team and you've made it and now it's it's only upward from there yeah was this your first experience on any sort of national team anything with Hockey Canada uh, no, this is my second time. So last year second there time. was okay. uh, a competition called the Capital City Challenge in Ottawa, and it was comprised of 66 U-17. So it was similar, but just uh, a broader range of players. So I kind of got that taste of what Hockey Canada was like and you know, kind of what the effort and hard work you had to put in to be a part of the organization. The, the tournament for you guys started with a couple of lopsided wins, and then it was 3 nothing over Sweden, 4-1 over Finland, and then you had to play Sweden again in the final, and you beat them 4-1. Uh, so it's clearly some tighter games. Tell, tell us a little bit about uh, playing uh, Finland and Sweden. How tough were they? Yeah, they were definitely tough. Like, like I said, they're very highly skilled, and you know they're always looking for that last pass option to the back door. So you're kind of just always you know, waiting for that final option and staying patient. So I think... It was definitely a challenge, like you said. It went from the high scoring to kind of way closer games, so you had to kind of, you know, keep that same attitude of staying neutral, but at the same time you thought these guys are, you know, a lot more skilled, so you have to make those saves when it comes to it. And, you know, these guys are going to score a couple for you, so as long as you can keep it a one or two, it, it should go all right. All right. And, I mean, it's been a really cool last few months for you because uh, you also are with the Seattle Thunderbirds who uh, participated in the WHL final. I know you didn't quite get the big prize because you ran into a really good uh, 
Edmonton Oil Kings team. But uh, tell us a little bit about that run for the Thunderbirds, and you guys got to be pretty optimistic about the year ahead too. Yeah, definitely. I think it kind of translated to this tournament because although, like you said, I didn't get the games, it definitely, you kind of felt that pressure of what playoffs sprang. And, you know, my partner Thomas Miller, he did a great job, but he definitely showed what it's like to, you know, play with all those eyes on you, play with all that pressure and how important those games meant to the team. And, you know, it was definitely like an experience and, you know, going all the way, it'll help for next year because if we, uh, fortunately make the playoffs next year, we'll have that kind of same scenario and we'll be ready for it. All right. Well, and I got to ask you to give me a little bit of a scouting report here because, of course, one of your teammates was drafted by the Oilers in the draft about a month ago. What can you tell me about Reed Schaefer? Yeah, Reed Schaefer, he's a great kid. And, you know, in the locker room, he's always uh, had a smile on his face and, you know, joking around the, with the team. But he definitely knows uh, – when to turn the switch on and work hard. So on the ice, he's definitely one to compete, and he's kind of the guy to beat. You know, he's got a really good shot, so you're kind of – you see him coming down the wall, and you're just – it's going to be one of those, like, you drafted players, so you're kind of just, like, hoping for the best when he's coming down the wing. But he's definitely a good hockey player and, most importantly, a great kid. Yeah, for sure. Well, and uh, what was it like living in Seattle? I mean, I've visited Seattle a few times. I, I, I quite like it. Now they got an NHL team, and they got Major League Baseball, and they got NFL, and they got you guys. Uh, how did you enjoy living in Seattle during the hockey season? It's great. I mean, it's definitely a little bit different from Irma with the little population we have. But, you know, you kind of just stuck to the roads you knew, and, like, it was at a much broader stage, like you – I'm used to only a couple hundred fans since you're from a local town, but, you know, Seattle, it's at that big Western Hockey League stage, so it's more like a couple thousand showing up at your game. So I think it was definitely a different experience, but I enjoyed it all the way. Are you telling me Irma doesn't have a space needle? I thought it had a space needle. No, not not from what I can see, but (laughs) I could be wrong. All right, uh, Scott Ratzlaff joining us tonight on Inside Sports. He backstopped Canada to the gold medal at the Holinka Gretzky Cup. I gave you stats, 4-0.5 goals against average, a 9.76 save percentage. So you're from Irma. Um, you know, I grew up in Evansburg, which is a relatively small place uh, as well. Tell me about your uh, hockey youth growing up uh, in Irma. Let, let's start here. How did, how did you first become a goaltender? Who got you into the position? Oh, boy. Yeah, the goaltending thing was weird because, you know, at, at first I didn't really like the ice. I always kind of want to be the Zamboni driver in between the periods. But, you know, I eventually, in my family, there's my uncle, my grandpa, and all, like, my relatives ended up being goalies. So I think I kind of looked from afar and thought, you know, I enjoyed the position and kind of the role you played on the team. So I think it just kind of started from there. Yeah. Okay, and when did you start to think, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this. I might have a chance to go somewhere with this goalie thing. Uh, kind of when I got invited to kind of play double-A and triple-A out in Lloydminster because, you know, from Irma there isn't really a whole lot around for high-level hockey, so you had to kind of make that trip hours to two hours out. So I think when I fully committed to playing triple-A hockey in Lloydminster, I think I kind of knew that you know, I could make something out of it and I needed to put in that extra effort to 
see how far I could take it and see if I can make a living out of it. Yeah. Well, good for you. I, I used to work in Lloydminster, obviously, uh, long before you were there, but I, I covered the, uh, the AAA teams there as well. So, so good for you. That's pretty cool. Tell me a little bit about your family support. Cause I, I mean, you mentioned a goaltending lineage in your family and I imagine, um, you had some family members helping you with that drive to the border city and back. Yeah, I think that's what kind of, you know, grew our family closer together was kind of those longer trips to Lloydminster and eventually Edmonton. But I think, like, after those practices, you kind of had those late-night drives, 10, 11 p.m., and, you know, you just kind of sat there and talked. Like, you talk sports, you talk life. Like, you really just kind of learn the core values of your family, and you grew a closer bond with them. And, you know, it was both not only my dad, but also my mom drove me there. And, you know, you kind of gain that closer bond between both of them. Now, how often do they get to see you play in person? Are there any trips to Seattle or do they get you when, uh, well, I mean, you guys don't come to Alberta and Saskatchewan that often, right? Yeah. For this year, especially it was a uh, COVID season. So we kind of stayed within BC and the U S. So I think there was maybe one to two trips, but like there is uh, the website WHL Live, which kind of helped them watch from afar. But there definitely really wasn't a whole lot in person due to COVID. But now this season we'll be able to come into Alberta and Saskatchewan, and hopefully they'll be able to, you know, make the trip down. And just because their jobs, mom's a teacher and dad works for the town. So I think it's very all year round. Mom's working, dad's working throughout the week. So we could never really find time, but. Like I said, the WHL Live and all the broadcasting stations really helped them kind of watch when they got the chance. You know, I've been a little negligent here, Scott. I should give your WHL stats as well. You went 17-2-1 with the Thunderbirds, and I know you gave a lot of credit to the to the gentleman who played ahead of you this season, but you had some pretty darn good stats as well. What kind of things are you focusing on for the upcoming season that uh, maybe you'd like to improve on or think areas you want to grow? Yeah, definitely. I think there's, you know, there's always that kind of areas you can improve on. You never stop improving. But I think just, you know, learning the game, I was fortunate enough to kind of be in there when I was 16 and even played a game when I was 15. So I kind of gained that experience of what it took to be in the WHL. So I think, you know, learning that pace again. And then now that I've been in the league for a year, I can kind of move forward and excel. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about, uh, and by the way, you're very well-spoken. This is a very good interview. I'm enjoying talking to you. So good for you, because you're still 17, right? Yes, 17 for yeah. sure. Yeah, very good interview for sure. Tell me a little bit about that mental side of the game, because I think especially with goaltender, you, you got to be tough because, hey, you're most, I, I know you didn't a lot in the Helenka Gretzky Cup, but most games you might give up one or two, and it is a position that tends to, draw the uh the heckles from <laughs> opposing fans and stuff like that how do, how do you uh how do you deal with the mental challenges of the game yeah like you said i i think i got a fair amount of that especially in, in the states where you know you play a team enough times they know you by your first name so you know every once in a while you get a couple fans screaming at you but there's definitely that mental side of it and you know even at the Helinka against sweden i never really letting a goal in the first period, and when they tied it 1-1, it was definitely kind of that make-or-break moment where, you know, you start to think, like, okay, like, you've let one in, it's tied, and now it's time to reset yourself and 
you know, kind of worry about that next shot. So kind of on the mental side of it, it's always trying to stay neutral and not get too high or low because with the shutouts, like, you don't want to get too overconfident. You want to make sure you're humble and, you know, focus on the next shot whenever that may be. So I think just kind of staying level and, you know, not worrying about what's ahead and, you know, just kind of seeing what's next. Did you have a favorite goaltender in the NHL? Yeah. Marc-Andre Fleury has got to be my favorite goalie right now. He's just, you know, you they look at him on TV and he's always kind of got a smile on his face. He's enjoying the game. He's kissing his post whenever a shot goes off. So I think he's kind of a role model I look up to because he just enjoys the game for what it is. He's not worried about what outside sources are saying about him. He's just, you know, he's living in the moment and, you know, whatever happens, he's got a smile on his face and he's enjoying it. Okay. Right on. So are you back, Are you already back in Irma, and then when do you head to Seattle to get ready for the upcoming season? Yeah, I'm back in Irma right now. I've taken some time off just to see some family and friends I haven't seen in a while, but in around a couple weeks now, I think on the 25th, I'll head back to Seattle, and training camp, I'm guessing, will be on the 1st of September. So, you know, I get a short break, but then it's back to, you know, training and skating to get ready for the next season. Awesome. Well, we wish you all the best, Scott. Thanks a lot for hopping on Inside Sports. It's good to get to know you a little bit. Hopefully this is not the last interview we're going to do. I have a feeling we're going to have more reasons to talk here as uh, as you move along through your career. And, and you were probably trying to get some R&R today, so thanks for taking a chunk of that time to talk to us here on Inside Sports. All the best, and congratulations on the gold medal. Yes, thank you for having me. That is goaltender Scott Ratzlaff, the gold medal winning goalie for Canada at the U18, the Holinka Gretzky Cup that was held in Red Deer, and also goaltender for the Seattle Thunderbirds. Excellent interview. Very well spoken. Enjoyed talking to him. Morley Scott has the Elks this week coming up. We'll visit with Morley. Baltimore leading the Blue Jays in the seventh. Just had Scott Ratzlaff on the show as Morley Scott checks in. Uh, Morley, I don't know how much you heard that interview. Uh, He is 17. (laughs) Uh, You and I both, we've interviewed thousands of people in our careers, and we know just by nature of, of comfort, sometimes when you get the teen athletes, they're not maybe quite as comfortable, not as talkative. I'm like, has this kid been doing media since he was five? Like, he was incredible. Very good. He was very good. Wise beyond his years. Yeah, yeah. Keep it. I mean, if you're if you're already a Team Canada number one goalie uh, on, in the Holinka Gretzky Cup, uh, you might have a bright bright future ahead of you. So that's a name to remember for sure. I Scott don't think Ratzlaff. that'll be his last interview. No, I I, I agree. I kind of mentioned that to him at the end. We may have other reasons to talk to him in the. Uh, I'm going to say many years to come. So good, good for him. There's a WHL season, a draft, a World Juniors, all uh, in his short-term future. Then who knows beyond that? Uh, the short-term future for the Edmonton Elks is uh, well. Get back at it, Morley. We've sort of been here. Well, not sort of. We've been here before this season. Uh, I, I, I just was hoping we wouldn't be here again after that BC game. But they, they got yep. walloped again. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's very familiar, isn't it? I mean, even the the opponent uh, after they got pounded in uh, BC in week one, they came home to play Saskatchewan. They got pounded in BC this weekend. They're coming home to play Saskatchewan this week. So hopefully, they'll have a better result. Saskatchewan's not playing very well either. So maybe it evens the playing field out right now. And and I mean, I, that's what's mo- for me, uh, read most disappointing. I, I said Saskatchewan's not playing well either. The Elks were playing, I thought, okay going into that game in BC. Uh, and I think that's what disappoints me the most is you know they had the win in Montreal. They they played pretty well against Winnipeg, and no shame in losing to the best team in the league. Uh, and you know, played tag with them into the into the fourth quarter in that game. And then they got some players back. They had a bye week. Everything seemed to be going in the right direction. And then all of a sudden, they somebody pulled the brake chain, and they just uh, came came screeching to a halt. And as the saying goes, right, a couple steps forward, then three steps backwards. And it just seems they took some steps backwards on Saturday night in Vancouver. In what was a really, really for me, really disappointing outcome. I'm going to throw this one at you here, and I, I know we're getting tight to the clock, but uh, what is a bigger story for you, 9-0 and Blue Bombers or Nathan Rourke season to this point? Nathan Rourke now. I mean, I was kind of, I did a couple of interviews uh, over the last couple of weeks, and the big discussion was Nathan Rourke or Zach Kolaris for MLP, and I went Kolaris because he's beaten Rourke's, he's beaten Rourke's team. Uh, he's 9-0, and he's the reigning MLP, he's he's the reigning Grey Cup champ. Uh, but man, the, the window's closing. I mean, uh, uh, Rourke, he really, really impressed me, and as uh, we're going to play it, and you played it earlier too, Chris Jones said that's as good a performance as he's seen from a quarterback in his time in the CFL. I think the kid is going to be something special. And the, the the biggest concern is, can the league hold on to him? Can they keep him from going down south? Because it'd be a shame for him to have a great year this year and do what he's doing and then for the league to lose him in the next couple of years. Because, you know, good for him. I mean, if he gets a chance to go to the NFL, good for him. But it'd be a shame to lose him from the Canadian Football League. That is Morley Scott. He has the Elks this week coming up. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy's your studio producer. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.